Hi, this is Bill Brown of the Houston Astros. This is Sunday Strohs, a podcast brought to you each and every Sunday covering all the week's action and news. If it's Sunday, it's time for Sunday Strohs. Hi all, it's Sunday, so you know what that means. We've got a brand new episode for you. And what can I say? We've had a lot of action. Uh, last episode, we were the only undefeated team in the AL. A lot's changed since then. So I'm going to discuss this with my good friend, Rob. How are you doing, Rob? I'm doing good, buddy. Uh, yeah, like you said, man, uh, last week, we are like, hey, we're 2-0. and We're the only undefeated team. And this week we played six games and we only won two games. We're two and four this week. Uh, not a good week stat-wise, but overall happy with these young kids in the bullpen. And even though we were two and four, we let games get away from us that we should have won. We did. It's been frustrating. It really has. Uh, at the end of the day, I think we need to discuss these games a little bit. So hit us up with that, Rob. All right, let's start with the Mariners. Okay, we won the first two games, and then Sunday was Grinky. Uh, he had a short outing, but we kind of knew that was going to happen, right? You know, he 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 can't throw more than fifty pitches. I, I I think he threw like fifty-eight. He was doing decent. You know, yeah. they took him out, but we yeah. were in a position to win. But Devo, my boy Devo, eight uh, three runs in the eighth inning. We lost six to seven. Uh, Monday was our first look at Josh James. And I expected better from him. He didn't do that great, but the offense was there. We scored eight runs. We won eight to five. So we won the series three to one. We're still looking good, right? I, that's the thing. I mean, with, with, with the Mariners series, it was, um, I just, I, I actually made audio notes to, to discuss that third game because I was just absolutely infuriated. I just felt that the bullpen just fell apart on that game. It was it was a disaster, you know. It really was. It was like a slow car crash, you know. And at the end of the day, I think you know we should have had it, but it's the whole thing of taking Grenke out. Did we do it too soon? Did, you know, do we need to keep him going, or do we just accept the fact that we need to take him out to let him recover? It's an ongoing thing. But I mean, game four where we turned it all around, you know. The pitching was absolutely unreal. It was so dominant. We had some great guys being pulled over, which I've not really seen much action from. But, you know, it was just absolutely fantastic. Brantley and Reddick were great. Bregman ate a bomb. Solid pitching. We had no machete that game, which I was watching, but he wasn't there for it. But I'd <laughs> say, so far, I'm not going to lie, that is the best pitching I've seen us do this season. You know, and some of those guys were just... I didn't know much about them, but they just absolutely dominated. The pitching was great on that. By the end of that series, we needed that win and we got it. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm. I don't know exactly when it happened. I know it. It trickled into the Dodger series, but there was like six or seven pitchers out of the bullpen making their MLB debut, and they're doing okay. I mean, I'm pleased with it. 
I mean, it, it's funny because you've got, like I say, well, well, Blake Taylor's fantastic, Christian Harvey, obviously, um, Belak as well. You know, those three in particular were just like, wow, absolutely solid performances, to be honest, you know. And as I've said before, you know, you hear of them, you hear the stats, you hear the knowledge that they're going to come through and do something, but obviously you don't really believe it until you see it. But I think those guys in particular, Javier Taylor and Bielak, were just absolutely phenomenal out on the mound. They really, really were. Yeah, so Tuesday we played the Dodgers in a, a very anticipated matchup. And, you know, we, we were doing good. We were up 2-0, to zero, and then Valdez imploded. Parades came in. He gave up a few. So the Astros gave up five runs in the mm. fifth inning. And we lost two to five. So the offense wasn't there at all against the uh, Dodgers. And then, like you said, uh, Wednesday, Christian Javier uh, pitched beautifully. He kind of ran out of gas in that sixth inning. And I believe, was it Blake Taylor that came in to clean it up? I can't really remember totally. But it was good. He only gave up one run. And that was the Joe Kelly episode or the Joe Kelly game that I don't have really much to say about. And we went, we had our first taste of extra innings and we lost in the 13th inning, two to four. Again, no offense. Well, this is the thing. The bases kept getting loaded, but we couldn't bring our guys home. And I just don't think we needed to go into extra innings on that, on that second game. I really don't. I just feel like I say, we, we had the pitching staff on that again was excellent. And I really thought we had it to be honest with you. But it just seemed to just slip away, and then we're going into extra innings, and I think we were all there thinking, "Come on, we can do this." And we just, we just kept getting bases loaded, particularly on that second game, and we just weren't getting those guys home. I mean, Correa on the first game, and I think on the second really was quite dominant, but sadly, just it's not enough, not enough offense to be honest. And I'm not going to go on about Joe Kelly. I'm not going to give him the time of day, but I will say this: I think it disrupted. The, the balance of our team after that. I think it just got everyone's backs up. There was uncertainty there. Dusty Baker, you know, he, he had to get involved with it all. And I just don't think it helped. You know, it's not an excuse. We got beat. But I just don't think it helped the balance of the team at all on that one. But you know what? It was always going to be a tight series. There was going to be a lot of opinions about it. But at the end of the day, yeah, we lost that series against the Dodgers. What can we say? One thing I was surprised about is that uh, they didn't play small ball. The, as the home team, knowing you only need to score one run, they didn't try to bunt the runner over to third. I mean, they just they swung for the fences. It didn't happen. And you talked about Carlos Correa. He, he was definitely the player of the series against the Dodgers. But Alex Bregman, Springer, and Altuve combined, and Fox Sports was – you know, proudly displaying this on their website, 0 for 21. They did nothing. Mm. We had, mm. It was all Carlos Correa, and was. I would say it was all Christian Javier. <laughs> I think that, that that is the bottom line in that. It really is. Those two guys, to be honest with you, you know, were really, really my heroes last series. At the end of the day, they're the ones that gave us something to go off and keep our hopes going. But, yeah, I just found that second game in particular, the extra innings, I, I just found it incredibly straight. And it was, I just felt like it just fell apart. It just gave that away in the end. I, I do still maintain that was our best shot. That second game, we should have had it. First one, it was it was just chaos from word go. You know, we yeah. were even getting we were even getting beanbagged out there. There's no point in denying that. 
Again, we won't go too into that. We know it. But I do believe we should have had that second game. I really do. And like say, Correa and Javier, definitely. They were the key players in that. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a chance we should. Well, we should have won Sunday, and we probably should have won Wednesday. But we didn't. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. And then we mm. go to L.A., right, against a team we should beat. They don't have Mike Trout. Uh, so McCullers Jr. makes his second start of the year. And he was actually one of my nominees. I guess it was a short list, but he did pretty good his first outing, but he allowed four runs. But yeah. thankfully, Kyle Tucker had the best game of his career. I believe he had three hits, but he had four runs batted in, and the Astros won nine to six. And yep. then yesterday, oh, man, yesterday, Zach Greinke, perfect game oh, through five it, innings, yeah, but I we know. couldn't score. We couldn't uh, score. No, we, we, we let that one go. That, that was absolutely, that's the Greinke I love and know. It's so, so beautiful to watch. It really is. And we were like, you know, it was getting there. But I just felt it all turned around in the sixth. You know, it just seemed to just go, whoa, you know, like the hourglass just turned on that sixth inning. And it was yeah. like, there. It happened it quick. Just, it really did because it was just, to be honest with you, I'm not going to lie. I have to give the Angels some credit. You know, there, there was some good offense. There's no denying it. You know, uh, Spring, Springer kept trying his best to grab some of those that were just clearly going out of the ballpark. You know, we, we should have had it at the end of the day. Kyle Sucker definitely, you know, at the end of the day, we owe a lot to him for that first game. No doubt yeah. about it. It was just, again, another frustrating loss, I think, last night. Frustrating. Those scores were so tight. There wasn't really much going on until the fifth because Grenke was owning it. It was almost the perfect game, like you say. And then the Yeah, but sixth, we weren't scoring. Yeah, exactly. We That's wasted it. Yeah, again. Getting guys on bases but not really getting them home—it's just frustration, you know. And I know we suffered from that last season as well, but it, I would have thought that would have changed by now, you know. I mean, you were mentioning the bunting thing; it's interesting because uh, I was used to <laughs> on the odd occasion you see Altuve bunt or whatever, and I always used to get a bit of a thrill out of it. And I remember somebody online saying Astros don't bunt. Well, they do now. They need to start maybe occasionally. You know what I mean? We need to turn that angle around, maybe get that thought process out there. That's what yeah. we've got to do. That's what we've got to do. You know, you know, one thing that could have happened in the Saturday game is I truly believe that Grinky is on a pitch count somewhere around 60, and he was around 77 pitches. And what's mm. funny is my wife actually pointed that out. You know, she kind of knows about, you know, when pitchers get to 100, they're done. And she was like, wow, he has 77 pitches. And so here's what I think happened. I, I mean, you know, I have no idea because I'm, I'm not the manager. But I think he reached his pitch count, but he had a perfect game going and they left him in. I mean, you can't take him out if he has a perfect game going, right? No, no, no. And exactly. then, but the offense is not there. I mean, we didn't do anything until Josh Reddick and Springer hit them home runs. And I think that was in the ninth inning. It was. We, we wouldn't even have went. And then we lost in extra innings, but nothing, nothing. The ninth, was, the ninth was the most intense inning because it just seemed to two and fro, two and fro. And you think, come on, this is the ninth. And we got those hits, but not enough, just not enough again. And, and I think, like I say, I always feel, 
a frustration. I think any any fan of any team does when you see those bases with guides on and we're not bringing them home. I mean, joking aside, you know, going all the way back to the Mariners series, the continuation of that, we were getting guys home. I mean, I kept joking. We kept bringing Altuve home, for example. But we just can't seem to carry that on. And I, I really hope tonight or today, my time, we turn this around now. You know, because this this is the Angels without Mike Trout. Come yeah. on. I'll tell you this, we're leaving one thing out before we end this segment. We're forgetting that Osuna got hurt, and they had to rush uh, Cy Snead out there. I mean, I know he had all the time in the world, but he he wasn't mentally ready to go in there. If Osuna wouldn't have got hurt because we had the lead, I think we would have won. So we we did go two and four, and here's another opinion of mine. We went two and four. And and at least three of the losses were winnable. But look at this, buddy. They scored just in these six games. We allowed six, five, five, four, six, five. There's no two runs. There's no one runs. I mean, we went two and four because we can't stop from scoring. That's just the bottom line. Yeah, that's it. I mean, like I say, you have to be respectful. You have to respect the talent. There is some talent on the Angels crew right now. And I think we've kind of, I, I was the same as a fan, just kind of thinking, oh, it's the Angels. Come on, let's get this thing going. Let's get out of there and move on. Well, you know what? Maybe maybe we need to start thinking outside the box a little bit and think, actually, we've got some guys on the minus trout that can actually do some damage. So let's, let, let's take it up a gear for this game and let's wrap it up, like say, Without Asuna as well, who I love closing, I think it's generally quite secure. There's a little bit more worry there now. Again, there's more pressure on the bullpen. So I'm really hoping we can turn this around today and let's 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 wrap up this series with, with a win. All right, so let's go to the Sunday Strohs poll. So I put it out. I gave it like a day and a half this time. Uh, which team do you hate more? And I gave three choices. Uh, and it's pretty obvious. You could probably guess if you haven't even seen the poll. But it was the New York Yankees, the Dodgers, and the Texas Rangers. And before you say your answer, I can tell you this. Before the cheating scandals or the cheating scandal, my answer would be the Texas Rangers. But it's not now. What's your answer, buddy? Uh, pure, it's a difficult one, but I've thought about it like this. Um the fan base, I suppose I would say, online. And then, obviously, that has a knock-on effect on the team. Now, I'm going to put it like this. Talented? Yeah, they are. You can't knock them. But I've got to go Yankees. They drive me nuts. And I think it's just because of the recent events. You know, we've still got a lot unfolding with the letter. We've got Michael Schwab there who's talking about all these other things to do with, you know, the cameras and things like that. It's all adding to it. It's the hypocrisy. You know, it's the, hold on a minute. You know, it's getting a bit too intense with the Yankees, I think. And I've almost semi-forgot about the Rangers for now. For now. Yeah, I'd me too. If you, ask, if you ask me right now, I'm going to say the Yankees. Yeah. So I say the Yankees too. And and uh, it was tough, though. I mean, I don't know how many people struggled between the Yankees and the Dodgers. But it was 65% Yankees, 28% Dodgers. I thought it would be a little closer, but maybe not. And then Texas, they, they, there's still some hatred out there for the Rangers. They got 7%. But, you know, to be honest, it's not that we don't like the players. I, here's what I think. I think the Yankees is mostly the fan base 
you know, with their 27 rings and they can't, you know, we all oh. know they cheated, but they defend their cheating and they call us names and the hypocrisy, yeah. like you're saying. But I think the Dodgers is more, it's a, it's a more of a blend of the fans and the players. I'd agree, you know, because like you say, the, the Texas thing is as old as time, you know, Texas strange thing is as old as time. You know that coming in, even from a, a fan all the way out here. I know the history, you know, you have to look that up. You know, you're intrigued by it. It's kind of just in the blood, I guess, if you live in Houston but or outside state. But to be honest with you, with LA, I think it's always going to come down to what's been happening this week as well. You know, like I say, it's been very, very heated and intense online. I've, I've read some pretty harsh stuff out there. Then we've got the whole World Series thing. We've got a kind of rivalry thing. And like to say, it's with the fans and the players with that, uh, particularly, like I say, with the Joe Kelly thing this week and whatnot. And I think with the Yankees, I would agree. Like I say, I went off the fans. You know, I can't deny it. Look, I cannot deny the talent of the Yankees players. I've never really had a problem with the Yankees players. It's always been the fan base. And I think, like you say, with the Dodgers fans, to be honest with you, I've said this all along, they're great at banter. They are absolutely great at it. I mean, fair play to them. There's some skill there. But I don't think I hate the fans enough and the players enough joint to put it all down to the Dodgers. So that's why I went with the Yankees. Uh, you got some news for us, buddy? We've got some little bits. As you mentioned before, we've got Osuna. Um, he was took out and he was returned to Houston for MRI scan. So there's no real updates on it other than he's having this MRI scan. We're checking around this morning, but there's no more updates. It's just more weight on the bullpen, you know. And he's been really good. I want to say that now. He's been absolutely fantastic since he's mm. been back there. And I'm, a, I'm concerned about that as a closer, but that's allowing Presley to take over because, obviously, you know, we need that slot filling in. So there's a little bit of news on that, that Presley's obviously going to be giving a little bit more leeway on it. Um, you know, I mean, have you heard anything else in the rackets there, Rob? I know uh, Chris Davinsky's on the injured list, but I don't really take that as too big of a loss. Mm. But I guess because it happened so long ago and so near our last episode, you got to remember Justin Verlander's hurt. He, he was the anchor and, you know, the guy we're relying on, and he's out. And I know they posted that it was all season, and then he tweeted that it's not, that's not correct, that he'll be out 10 days. So we'll see. I don't know if he's going to be there. I don't know if he's coming back, but I know we need him. You can tell we need him because we, yeah. we, we need a game where we're not allowing five or six runs. That's just the truth. And well, uh, but yeah. the Astros are trying to they're trying to do something. Uh, they signed Fernando Rodney, who's been in the league 16, 18, 19 years. Mm -hmm. uh, they signed him to a minor league contract. He's over there in Corpus. And mm -hmm. then they made a trade with Baltimore for pitcher Hector Velasquez, who I don't have his numbers. I just remember seeing him, but his ERA was pretty close to four last year, which isn't bad. And the year before that, it was it was in the twos. So I, I definitely think we can work with that guy. I think so. At the end of the day, it's one of these worrying things because I think we're all like, these mixed messages about Justin Verlander. You know, bottom line, all that, let's just get him healthy. Let's just stick to that side of things. Let's not be too impatient. 
let's not write off the season like everybody's been doing. Let's just like literally just think, think of the man's health first and let's try and tack on what we can from this. Because like we were mentioning before in, in, the, series, in the series that we've been having, we've had some guys really come off well. And at the end of the day, if we can keep that going, we'll be fine. But it is a bit concerning. I won't lie. I just hope that basically we see him again. You know, if it's not this season, after. I think that's what it comes down to, really. But it is worrying. It is worrying. So we've mentioned how some players have had a great week. So I think that leads us into the players of the week. Who's, sure your, pitch, who's your pitcher of the week? You know, I'm going to go for Christian Harvey. And I think you knew that was going to probably be the answer. Uh, I did. And let me tell you this. I had Christian Javier, five and two-thirds innings, only one run against the Dodgers. That makes his outing even better that it was against the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't pick him. I also thought about Brandon Belak. Yeah. Five, five and a third innings, he only yeah. gave up one run. And these guys are, are rookies. He's only I, given up one run. Six strikeouts and three walks, but he picked up two wins. He already has two. I mean, wins aren't everything, you know. Yeah. But I went with this. I went with this guy. I think he's. They're putting him in in pressure situations, and he's delivering. Mr. Blake Taylor, six innings in the three games they used him. Seven mm-hmm. strikeouts, no runs, point three three WHIP, and he's only allowed two hits. Blake Taylor. Pitcher of the week. And, and you know what? I'm not going to even, you know, argue with you on that because those three guys, including myself, you mentioned the two there, at the end of the day, they were the real one that I was struggling with because all three were absolutely brilliant to watch. Absolutely brilliant. It's just, it's a tough call. You know, I, I just can't wait to see more of these guys because they, they, I'm excited by those guys. Seriously. Belak was phenomenal. And absolutely just pleasure to watch. Pleasure to watch. Really was. These guys don't really look like rookies. They look good. Uh, so who do you got for player of the week? Offensive player of the week. Now, a lot of it's going to come down to the Dodgers series and the fact that he's having a great, healthy season. Sir Carlos Correa. And I think at the end of the day, there's an element to me where I look at the way that he handled the L.A. games, the L.A. Dodger games. And I just think, you know, I just handled it very well. But not only that, he he delivered very, very well in those two games. So I am just basing it off those. But the fact that he's just generally healthy, and you know, he's had some good hits. So I'm going to go Carlos Correa. So this week is going to be a little tough on the graphics department. Uh, but uh, I'll get, but anyway, the uh, I thought about Kyle Tucker, you know, because he had the four RBIs, but he did all that in one game, so I, I can't give it to him. But you know, congratulations on a good game. And then I also thought about Carlos Correa. He had eight hits this week, three yep. RBIs, but I have to give it to Michael Brantley. He had a hit in every game. He had a hit yeah. in every game this week, except last night because he was the pinch yeah. hitter. He went two for five, two for three, one for four, two for four, one for four. He had eight hits. He scored six runs. His batting average is 393, and his OPS is over 1,000. Player of the week, Michael Brantley. 
Yeah, I'm going to say that's a good. That's a good second choice for me as well. I think at the end of the day, that's perfect. I think those are good results. It's it really does show that basically we have got these guys. We know it. Let's just get them home and get these wins. You know, we can do it. I think it's it. good. I think it's good that we both had different people or different players on these because all four of them will get the attention now. All four of them will get credit. I like it. And they deserve it. They really do. As I say, you know, amazing performances. It just, I just wish we could have won some of the ones. We've missed some opportunities because we've got the staff there. We've just proven it. So I think they're good choices, Rob. Well done on those. Did you know? I didn't look at the standings, but there's a chance that, I mean, we beat Seattle three out of four. I think they're in first place. Somehow, whoever they're playing, they're beating them, and I think they're in first place in our division. That's crazy. It is crazy. But don't forget, I think it was 2018. They were they were in our rearview mirror a lot. They were a great crew, those. It's just that we gave them a wallop in the last season. So, again, it comes down to the expectations, like with the – the Angels series that we're playing at the moment, I think we're just taking it in our stride, but we need to change those attitudes a little bit, you know. All right, let's move on to everyone's favorite segment. Last but not least, fair or foul. And before we start, I think I have three or four of them, but one of them I want to redo because we did the one about Osuna's hair and I didn't see it. I just figured, okay, he's got... (laughs) Okay, he's got long hair. Cool. I'll give him a fair. But no way, dude. He looks ridiculous. That hair is... I say foul. That's ridiculous. So this is an update from last week. Where yes. I said, where I said, look, fair. Let him do what he wants with it. But you know what? I, I, I'm still going to say fair. But you have to admit now, Rob, you can understand now why I truly believe he was late to show up. Because he was getting all that work done. <laughs> Yeah, I am convinced of it. Yeah, it looks ridiculous. <laughs> I, 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 I made a graphic for our uh, Sunday Shrows page, and I put a picture of Jack Sparrow as it's him when he came into the game. It is a fact. I, I don't really know what he was thinking, but that's kind of why I stuck with fair on it, because I just think it just looks completely wacky. But you know what? If you can close us out and you do a good job, you look what you want, you know. But yeah. it is a crazy Crazy. Wear wear your hair however you want and just get the job done. And hopefully he's not hurt that bad. So what do you I got? Really, you got any? I got three or four. I, I I've got one that I found. It could be a bit controversial, but we're Ooh. biased, maybe. Um, Dusty getting fined for that Dodgers game. He got fined for it, and I'm I'm still not even hundred percent sure what he was fined for. So I'm going to say foul. I don't think it's I don't think it's fair at all, but. I don't really know what he got fined for, to be honest. Do you? No, do you I'll, think I'll, I'll say foul. foul, too, because I have no idea. I mean, it could have been the conversation he had with the... Uh, you know what it could have been? Maybe he got too close to him when he was arguing mm-hmm. with the umpire. Mm-hmm. But overall, that, that series was... You know, like, if we did a fair or foul, if that guy deserved that eight-game suspension, I would say fair. Because not only, I don't know if he was trying to hit those guys, but he was at least trying to make them, you know, think he was trying to hit them. He disrupted the game, and he almost caused an all-out brawl in the middle Uh of a pandemic where everybody's supposed to be uh, split up. And then you you have to set the bar. You have to set a rule 
so these other guys know, like, look, dude, if we miss around with the Astros, we're going to get eight games and we can't afford to miss you. So I think it's I think it's a good deal that they did that. Yeah, like I say, I think with Dusty Baker, I'm going to say foul. I don't know why he got fined, so I'm going to say a foul on that. All right, so I got a couple. I think two of them are about your experience at the game. So I don't know if this may have came up with you. Uh, the first one. So th- this is a couple of fun ones, but let me do the real one first. Let me do the like the one that isn't a, a, a funny one. With Justin Verlander out, Zach Greinke is our ace. Fair or foul? Uh, mm, uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I Listen, say fair. I, 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 I would have said fair. And I'll probably stick with fair. I'll, I'll stick with fair. I think the trouble is we've had a lot of action from some other guys that we were speaking about before, and I'm wondering whether they could step it up. But it's experience, so yeah, we'll say fair. We'll say fair on that. I know Lance McCullers Jr. had a chance, but he gave up four runs. Christian Javier, he could take that role away from him. But Grinky had a perfect game through five, and uh, I think I think. The next start and the one after that, he's just going to be amazing. And I mean, I hope JV comes back, but I think he is. I think he's the uh, ace. I would say fair. I was going to go with Javier, but yeah, no, it's fair. It's fair. The experience is there. It's fair. All right. Fair or foul? Here's a fun one, buddy. Uh, I don't know if you went to, uh, when you went to the Astros game, if you ate a hot dog or not. And this is a, a big debate when, where I work. But fair or foul, ketchup on a hot dog. Just ketchup on its own. Yeah, just putting ketchup instead of putting mustard. I would say mayonnaise would be a foul, too. I don't know who does that. But just ketchup as your, as your condiment of choice. I would, say, I would say foul. I think it needs to be both. I think it has a good flavor if you do both. But, but ketchup only, it just tastes like a... Like a fake piece of meat inside of yeah. uh, inside of tomato. I don't know. It's just not it, good. It, it, I'd say foul. Yeah, I I I, I totally agree. It's got to be both or a mix of something. But on its own, foul, 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 foul. Okay, and here's one that's a super big pet peeve for me. So I'm kind of giving the answer away. But you're at the game. You have your commemorative soda. You know, with the Astros on it. Mm-hmm. With the uh, free refill sticker that they never take off. And you have it in your little cup holder in front of you. And the man sitting in front of you wants to put his arm around somebody. And he has his chair draped on top, his arm on top of your drink in most cases. So fair or foul, putting your arm on the back of the chair. Foul. You do not mess with the mom's drink. <laughs> <laughs> It's rude. I mean, how do they not know that their big stupid arm? This we went to a game. We went to two games the whole weekend, and I guess the people sitting in front of us. It was a it was a guy, a man, and his son, and uh, and I guess they bought those same seats for the whole weekend, and it was their season tickets. But the whole time, he he put his arm there, and every time I picked up my drink, I would hit his elbow on purpose so he would know to move it. I mean, dude. I'm trying to drink my soda, and you got your flaky, nasty, white, ugly <laughs> arms 
on top of my drink. Get it off of there. Don't you know? Put it's your the, arm down. It's the same thing as like you could put it in contacts with any other public event, like, you know, whether it be a gig or whatever, whatever it may be. Yeah, just stay away. Like that is that is mine. I want to drink it. Just don't go anywhere near it, please. <laughs> you know. All so, right, I got yeah. I got one more that I I just somehow I didn't notice it. And this this could be something you know you may do it, fair or foul. And I, I'm trying to word this, but wearing socks and shoes like tennis shoes that are the different name brands, like wearing Reeboks with Nike socks, fair or foul. <laughs> do you do you gotta have i mean if you got nikes on i'll say foul if you wear nikes wear nike socks if you're wearing adidas wear adidas socks i i think it's ridiculous to wear different I, brand I, socks i have noticed since last week we've become the fashion police rob <laughs> i know <laughs> we've become the fashion police uh, you know it's it's wild but uh, with me i i'll be honest i don't wear branded sports socks i wear branded trainers but i tend yeah. to keep my socks plain so the colors match but i keep them plain and patterned i don't really go down that route so it's hard because i don't have the experience of it but i'd probably say you're right i'd probably say you know they've got to be matched they've got to be matched surely surely but then again i'm speaking of a man that doesn't doesn't do it right so, the socks that the socks that I wear, you can't even see them, so it doesn't even matter. But I don't yeah. know. It's like because name. I don't know. I, I'm sorry, folks, for being the fashion police. It's just you know, you. It's hard to think of these fair fouls. It's not easy. It's, it's not easy to come question, up with. Them. Because look, there'll be people attending the games in shorts and socks and whatever you want to call it. And at the end of the day, I think that's a good question. But personally, myself, I don't have a clear answer. But I guess if I went down that road, I'd say, you know, foul. It has to be matching. If I really, if I really went down that road, yeah, I'm going to call foul. But before you tell everybody bye, I want to I give a shout out to a couple of listeners that have been giving us great feedback online. Rockzilla and Talia, we, we appreciate all the love you have for the podcast. Thanks a lot. Yeah, we love it. I mean, at the end of the day, we've got some regulars here, and we just thank you for tuning in and listening. You're giving us our time. I've mentioned this before. You don't have to, but you do. And it really is amazing when someone takes time to just send a little message, even if it's just a great show. It just feels good to know that people listen. We've put a lot of time and effort in. And we're glad that you enjoy it, and we're glad that you take your time out and spend it with us. You're awesome. Just remember, if it's Sunday... It's time for Sunday Strohs. Goodbye, y'all. See you next time.